This is a Cherish podcast, and I'm your host, Michael Boudreau. I'll be taking you for an inside look behind the glamorous facade of the interior design industry. At a time when every aspect of the business, from sourcing to trends to marketing to dealing with clients, is undergoing rapid change. If COVID-19 has taught us anything about our homes, it is the vital importance of two rooms, the kitchen and the home office. The kitchen is a whole other subject, but today we're going to be talking about the home office, which so many of us now working remotely realize can totally change how we feel about our homes. That is, if you're lucky enough to have a space to use as an office in the first place and aren't sitting on your bed with a laptop literally in your lap. Can a home workspace be functional and also fit in as an integral and cohesive element of the home's design? How much room do you need? And what does a home office require now that it is used for a lot more than just paying a few bills? Can a dining table really stand in for a desk? And what if you need more than one workspace? I'm fortunate to have with us two exceedingly talented young designers who are experienced at grappling with the changing needs of active families and who understand that function is crucial to the success of any room. First up is Chloe Warner. Chloe opened her Oakland, California-based firm, Redmond Aldrich Design, in 2005 and has since become known for merging classic design precepts with her love of florals and patterns. Her rooms are bright, welcoming, family-friendly, and relaxed but shot through with lovely details and bursts of vivid color. Welcome, Chloe. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. I'm also pleased to have with us Mikkel Welsh. Mikkel's rooms are tailored but glamorous, incorporating neutral palettes, rich woods and textured stones, and spare lines. He's based in New York, but is often on the road, especially now that he's a bit of a TV star, appearing often on Trading Spaces and his own Queeby series, Murder House Flip. Hello, Mikkel. Hello, thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. So I want to get started first with both of your personal situations. Like when COVID struck and we all had a quarantine, how set up were you guys in your own home offices? Because I assume you had to take your firms and work remotely. So why don't we start with you, Chloe? Well, I had actually just moved into a new office. We had been there for nine days only. Oh my God. Lease, beautiful. I was so excited to be there. And then... Yeah, on the ninth day, we all got sent home, and I, I actually couldn't handle it. So I, I stayed in the office alone because it was just so much nicer than the setup that I have at home, which is a chaise lounge next to my bed with a laptop in my lap. It's just <laughs> I like I like to leave the house. Ever since uh-huh. I moved my office out of my house, I I feel like it's regression to go. And out. how was your commute? Um, the office, because that's a big factor for a lot of people, especially like in the East Coast, public transportation. So do you yeah. drive to work? I drove. Um, okay. I'm close enough that I can ride my bike in Oakland. Oh, perfect. And, I mean, shelter in place was wonderful for traffic. I have to yes. Yes. have to give it to shelter in place for that one thing. <laughs> and how about you, Miguel? Oh, my gosh. I was a complete train wreck, to be honest with you. I didn't know what to do. I was actually sitting in my office, which is the coffee shop down the street. And it was just like pandemonium. I was like, okay, we have to get in the house. There's a curfew tonight. And so I honestly, I thought it was the end of the world. I was just like, I don't know what's going to happen. So it it was a drastic change, obviously, that next morning because I had to make my own coffee for once, which was difficult. 
But, you know, I typically work from home, so it wasn't... So you were set up. Yes, I, I was set up, but I just didn't have my coffee. Right, and you couldn't just, they couldn't stroll out, you couldn't... Exactly, right. exactly. Right, right, right. And what about your clients? Now, obviously, we've been in this quarantine, semi-quarantine, some worse than others, some are loosening up, some are tightening up. How are your clients dealing with that? Have you had a lot of requests from clients saying, this isn't working for me, my home office? I mean, especially now with couples especially those with children. They have to homeschool. They each have their own office. How is that going for your clients? Why don't you weigh in first, Chloe? It's so interesting. We're in the middle of a kind of a new build in Stinson. And that project has just, it was in a phase where it was kind of ripe for refinements right at the beginning of Shelter in Place. And we went from just having typical guest suites And now instead of a guest suite where a person or a guest would expect to go in and have bedside tables, we have desks instead and we have added windows. So should their guests have to stay and work there for an extended amount of time, they'll have side light, like side natural light coming onto the desk. We have like light bouncing desktop surfaces, like instead of guest rooms, now they are, they could be home offices. Like work pods. They're work pods. pods, And it's so weird. You know, we weren't even thinking about that in February and six months later, it's like, oh, now we have three little rooms that could be offices instead of guest bedrooms. It's so funny. Right. Well, that's a lucky so you were at a lucky stage in terms of the design that you could be flexible. Yeah, but I'm sure there's other <laughs> clients who they have their house. Now what? So, Mikhail, have you had to deal with that? Oh, yes. Okay. I think the biggest issue that I probably had to deal with this are the clients who have like these big open concepts. So it yes. was like, you know, we had yes. to tear this wall down, you know, open concept. Now we have pandemic and it's like we live in this big open box and sound is traveling everywhere. So I have been getting calls from clients like, mm, maybe we need to rethink like putting walls back up into the space. Doors um, maybe even. Exactly, exactly. So I think that was one of the biggest concerns that I've been having with clients. And I just think just overall them being at home more now, they've had time to like mull over things and make lists and email me these long laundry list of things that they would like <laughs> to now take. From major advantage. to minor, I suspect. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. They've had much time to put that, you know, honey-do list together and they're sending it over on a daily basis. <laughs> Something funny that we've gotten is Zoom background. Uh, <laughs> Envy is a real thing and people want good, <laughs> good Zoom backgrounds. And it's just so funny to design just for that one elevation. Right, right. So in a more practical level, what do you guys think the biggest need for a home office is? I mean, I can tell you what I think, but I want to hear from you guys. How do you adapt a space to really make it efficient when somebody's sitting there not just paying bills or the old ladies? office that used to be adjacent to the kitchen where she would look up her recipes. I mean, that has all gone the way of dinosaurs as well. So what what really is essential? What do you find? I think right now, the biggest thing, when we talk about like families, well, let's go back, right? Mm-hmm. First, we have your coworkers and now your children. And so you're trying to like figure out this new right. office space. And so I think it's really smart to think about a new 
like floor plan, if you will, and having structured areas where everyone knows that they are supposed to sit. So for instance, like, you know, maybe mom and dad are at the banquette and the children are at the island doing their homework where it's kind of like a separate zone. We know don't cross this line because we can't have you and mommy and daddy Zoom. And I think it's about like really structuring that out. And I think now it's really going to be a conversation about like electricity and outlets and like more smart technology. Internet access. Yes, yeah. exactly. And like now all of those little gadgets, I probably would have been against like, you know, the hidden sockets and whatnot. I'm not Charger a Charger stations, right. But they're totally necessary now. So I really think it's just about like cording off certain areas in the kitchen and then like the technology, that's definitely going to be key to make sure that everybody has what they need in order to be successful for the day. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Chloe? I agree with all of that. And I would just, I feel like if people can get separation, I feel like the physical separation goes so far with allowing people to transition from a work mindset to a home mindset that even if it's at all possible, even if it's 10 steps, even upstairs, if it's 10 downstairs, steps and some visual separation between where you are doing your work, I think is invaluable. A door is ideal. I'd even take a, you know, attractive curtain and mm-hmm. just something to sort of allow for mental separation between your day and your evening, I think is so essential for just peace of like sanity. Right. I think you have to be able to leave it behind. Right. But how does that work? I mean, you guys often do big houses, but like for those of us who have apartments that aren't particularly large, how do you think that can function? Because like, I know that in my apartment, I had this sort of wonderfully decorative desk that I love or whatever, but it's not the most practical. And what's really not practical is my desk chair. Oh, God. Mm. You know? Okay, here's a question for you. Is there an ergonomic desk chair that will work in a home setting? Have you guys been able to find one? Can I just take a tiny sidebar? Do you guys remember the the New York Times was doing a feature on seats of power, and it had, like, all these different interesting people in their desk chairs? Anna Wintour's desk chair is that aluminum, it's a pure metal, which is like Alcatraz-esque to be sitting on pure metal all day long. It's a pure metal desk chair with no cushion whatsoever. And I saw that and I was like, is that, is that like her secret? (laughs) Just making like very, very like- good for posture. (laughs) You you sit up straight. I can't imagine recommending that to people. Like we like an Eames management soft pad Mm -hmm. chair. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. a good looking chair, but Mm -hmm. yeah. But it's not small. It's not small. No. How about how about you, Miguel? Have you? I'm just gonna tell you flat out, no. I don't <laughs> think there is an answer for that, and I've written that down as we speak because that's gonna be my next endeavor, and I'm gonna be a millionaire off of that. There just has not been a concrete winner. There isn't. I would agree with you. I think it's. I think you have your furniture line, so this is a great addition to it. But some of these companies should be really thinking a small scale that fits in an apartment or right. A lot of people were like, I, my office is basically the dining room, dining room library, which has now become the office. Right. And we don't have a comfortable chair. I'm like moving the chairs around. And I think that that's something I'm glad to hear you haven't, haven't I wish you had found it so I would know what to get, <laughs> but I'm not surprised you haven't found it. Give know? me a year. Give me right. a year. <laughs> so, but how do you deal with all the, the problems of a regular office, storage, where to put your things? 
you guys must have some little tricks and techniques that you share with your clients and incorporate into their homes. So tell us at home what we should be doing. I will say this, and, and I agree with you as well. Like my setup is like so not legit. It's like one of those things where I can like do as I say, not as I do type of thing. Mm-hmm. So for those listening, let me tell you what you should do. Unlike my stack of papers on the floor that you can't see. I think like, especially in New York, we learn at a very early age that vertical storage is going to be king. And I think it's about like taking advantage of that area that you have on your wall and, you know, being able to have those like wall mounted units where you can store things. I know the container store has excellent options for that. But again, I really just think it's about elevating things and taking advantage of vertical space that you never even thought about. Or even like sometimes I've, I've seen people who live in smaller spaces. Like if you have a closet, almost like a linen closet that you're not using that much, kind of turn that into almost like your work office where you have right. everything corralled into one area. I think the biggest thing is just like, so you're not overwhelmed. It's all about like grouping everything together in one area that says office. So it's not sprawled all across the home because that's when I think it's just, it becomes too much. Right. Right. And I do think that this COVID crisis has brought a resurgence in desks. You know, I mean, for a while it was because of the laptop. When we had desktops, you had to have something to put it. The laptop you can put anywhere, carry it with you, put it in your lap on your chaise long, Chloe. But I think that's a great thing and keep your files on your desk, uh, your laptop as well. But at the same time, it's not conducive for long-term work. And I think people do need a desk. And I think there was an article in the Times last week about people who were converting, like like you were saying, linen closets or forgotten spaces with flip-down things. I think right. there's a lot of ingenious things that you can do. Still, I don't know where they put the office chair. That's the problem. <laughs> you know, can you fit an Eames, those lovely Eames chairs in a small linen closet? Not necessarily. Right. So you have to figure out the seating options. But I think that people now, moving ahead, are going to be more willing to put space and money into their home offices. I would so, agree. How do you see that evolving? Chloe, why don't we start with you? Well, what would you suggest to a client who came to you today, like the client that you were mentioning with the house, let's adapt these guest rooms. What would be the most important things for them to do, considering that it's not a huge lo- a number of budget constraints? Let's, let's think optimum here. Well, I mean, it was a really interesting exercise because we took this, there was a great article about, um, God, who's the... Curb your enthusiasm. Larry David's Larry home David, office. Right. Did you read mm-hmm. that? I it didn't was, see that. No, he's so, so funny. He's so funny. And his home office setup is beautiful. And apparently Tom Ford coached him on like his lighting and how to make it great. And so we took that like Tom Ford via Larry David to these people and just got the lighting right. Because I feel like so many people like it's about tech, but it's also about ambiance. Like you cannot be lit from above. You cannot have, you know, it can't be too loud and you can't have too harsh of shadows coming in. So it's all these weird, and you should ideally, again, you know, do as I say, not as I do, you should have something kind of like peaceful and interesting behind you. And so those are, those are all of the things. And the one thing that had not occurred to me that I was grateful for Tom Ford mentioning to Larry David was the reflective light bounce off of the desk. I was like, never would have thought of that. Right. Uh, And and who needed that before COVID? Nobody was optimizing their day for Zoom calls. Right. To sit at home. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's just so interesting. And it's interesting. The thing 
that our clients are looking for new houses is multiple home offices. And yes, it's not- I think wives work, kids have off, you know, kids grow up, uh, they need their own spaces too. And kids are being, you know, my kids are doing distance learning. And yes, of course. It's, it's just, yeah, multiple home offices seemed like such an absurd thing to look for. It was right. like beyond a pool house, beyond right. anything. And now it's like, oh, it's not a bad idea to yeah. have. Yeah. No, I think that's increasingly, you know, women work now. We can't pretend otherwise, you know? <laughs> we can't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes Not even I'm here. sure you wish you could. <laughs> Miguel, what do, you, what do you do for your clients? What do you think about when you're putting an office space together? So right now, I think the biggest thing that I've, my clients have been talking to me about, it's like, we want the additional desk space, but we need this to be a flex space. And so I've been considering things now, um, like Inspired Closets has these wonderful Murphy beds that actually have a desk on the front. And so I'm just now thinking about new solutions where if they want to collapse the desk and make it go away, like how we can make that happen. I also have a few clients who work in tech and they are accustomed to working in office environments where they're using like standing desk. And so those are my favorite because their thing is just like, you know, find me a beautiful desk that can collapse and, you know, fit up under the sofa. And so I've actually had an opportunity to like kind of play around with some things that I typically would not have had an opportunity to do. And going just back to the kitchen conversation, I have another client who kind of talked about having children at home with them now they kind of like focus and center things around the kitchen and like meal prepping the night before so that the family can have staggered lunch breaks to make sure that they're not all running over each other. And so there's not chaos. And so it's like creating a system that kind of makes sense the next day, because again, you ultimately are all coworkers. Thanks for tuning in to the Cherish podcast. I'm Marissa Marcantonio, Cherish's Director of Trade Relations. And we're taking a quick break so I can tell you about a not-to-miss event happening on August 20th. Will you be working from home this fall? Well, you're not alone. With at-home workspaces becoming more important than ever, Cherish is hosting a much-needed home office showcase sale. On August 20th, design lovers will be able to virtually see and shop all that's new for home workspaces from leading brands and top vintage dealers. This includes the best of desks, seating, lighting, wallpaper, art, and more from top brands and leading manufacturers like Visual Comfort, Stark Studio Rugs, and Graphic Image. I hope you join us on August 20th. And now, back to our show. And it's interesting to me, like, Corporate office before Corona, when there were corporate offices and people weren't doing WeWork or whatever, those offices were all designed to foster interaction. I mean, many of the new offices had courtyard spaces or atriums. They would put in stairs so that people would walk up and down and meet each other. The idea was, you know, spontaneous collaboration and running into people. And that was going to, of course, now it's all about, and the home office too, is keeping people separate. And I think that's a big mental change as well as to how we work. Um, I'm not so, ready to let that go. I, I am just, <laughs> I hope 
I hope so much we get back to a place where we can have right. Nice well, you offices. actually have designed an office. I know you did that. The skin company Vintner's Daughters. You did their office, yeah. Chloe. Now, do were there things that you took from that that you're thinking about now applying to home offices? It's interesting because we, you know, a lot of office and retail stores that we do, we mm-hmm. kind of do with a mind of making them feel more residential. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, with that, we were like, oh, let's make a few areas there feel a little bit living room-esque. But also, I don't think I ever believed in a fully open plan just because I think cubicles, maybe not, but like fully open, I don't know either. It's right. very hard. Right. I think, yeah, just sound has become such a yeah such an important yeah. thing. And all the offices we've done, we have included those I would never recommend this for the home, but those uh those like phone booths we have put in <laughs> mm-hmm. so many, and the feedback we've gotten is that people bring their laptops into them. just it's so right. it's so quiet and like right. so pleasant. Right. And I was like, oh, it seems weird. You could put one of those in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I like well, that. that's that's kind of weird. We don't have phones anymore. You don't have the you know dial phones. So let's go back to having the phone booths. You never know. But I do think it's important. You know, people forget oh, open offices, collegial, all of that. We're sitting together, but you do need privacy, and you do yeah, have yes. moments that you know there is a hierarchy. There's usually a boss. You know, not everybody's the same level, and you know the boss needs to have some privacy. The workers need privacy at times too. So those kind of conference rooms. I think are interesting, but I don't know how do you adapt that to the home? Do you make one room, like you were saying, Mikhail, you, at the kitchen, you know, you, you get your lunch hour, you say to your child, you have from 1230 to one, you have, a, you know, do you do the same thing with phone call time or, you know, texting your girlfriend time if you've got a teenager, you know, how does that work? I mean, I don't know what the answer is, but I think you guys are got a real design challenge here and you're going to have to figure this out as we go ahead. I mean, I agree with you, Chloe, that this isn't going to last forever. Dear God, knock wood. But I do think that it's going to be around for a while and it's changing how people think. So, Miguel, what do you you see coming down the pike next in terms Um, of a home office? I mean, I... I'm just going to have to say, I think the home office is just going to become a non-negotiable. I think as Mm -hmm. people begin to look at new homes and and redesigning their homes, you're going to have to have a home office. I think the home office is going to become like, you know, the kitchen, like you can't have a home without it. And so I think we will begin to see, and I'm sure developers are, I'm sure already working on this right now. I'm sure. Like that is going to be really, really crucial um, just moving forward. So I think it's just accepting that this is the new normal, you know, right. just, it is, right. it's the new normal. Well, it's interesting. A lot of the buildings in New York City, and I think other cities too, and new buildings, if the law in New York City is to call a space a bedroom, it has to have a window. But right. many of the configurations of these towers, there were always rooms that weren't didn't have a window so that you would see, you know, two bedroom, one home office. And that right. was always a space that didn't have a window. But I have a feeling you're not going to be able to relegate the home office to that unlit, dark space anymore, that it's going to be much more important. So I hope the developers are realizing that. That would be nice. You know? Or actually, you know what? I kind of mind if they don't mind if they don't, because then they can call us in. <laughs> well, that's come. true. Then you have and, to make you know, it. Right. Decorate that space. Right. 
do you know what I see coming down is I feel like home office has been thought of as kind of a small room, less, you know, you can have a home office in a room that's smaller than something you would do with a twin bed. And I see it's going to be the same size as a rec room. It's going to be an area that has multiple desk stations and perhaps something for privacy or sound control. And it'll be similar to these cool little rooms that we've been making for people who have kids where they want to have, like each kid has a computer, each kid has a workspace, but it's only been for the kids. And it's it's not in the basement because people don't want their kids in the basement. Right, on, right. They know, want them accessible. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Right. And they're very nice rooms, but you right. know, it's essentially like a a little bit of an open office. Right. And I think that people will be like, oh yeah, we need two rec room sized rooms and one needs to be on the main floor with natural light with multiple desks. Wow. With soundproofing. So it used to be like, I guess the original home office was the father's den. <laughs> now it's like the family room is becoming the home office is what you're oh suggesting. God. I mean, that's so interesting, but I think it's true. Obviously, maybe if you're a lawyer, you're not going to negotiate in front of your kids while they're doing their homework. So <laughs> right. you need a little bit more privacy. But for a normal work day, if you have an, a comfortable space that's big enough, that would work. It's so weird to think about, but I think that it would be technically practical. Yeah. And people like that. Yeah. All right. So here's the other question is like, how do you make it work so that the home office doesn't look like a a small open plan office, like a corporate in a corporate office, how do you make it work as part of the house? Because, you know, nobody wants to walk and have their home and your guests come in and whatever. And then you say, oh, well, here's my home office. And it looks like, you know, IBM. That's not appealing. So again, as you were saying, Mikhail, this is really where the design challenge comes in. So how would you suggest that people think about that? What do you think about in terms of your clients? I mean, Obviously, paint, lighting, as you were mentioning, right. Chloe. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is to think about, like, mill work projects. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's, like, how we incorporate your freestanding bookcase as opposed to just going to buy something that's singular. Mm-hmm. Let's try to get something that has some decorative molding that matches the rest of the house. So I think it's about being strategic in the design plan and making sure that everything aesthetically you know, flows with the rest of the home, you know, maybe on your bookcase, we're adding some type of like picture lights that, you know, aesthetically are spotlighting, you know, uh, decorative items on a bookcase. So again, I think it's just playing with the moldings and making sure that things are a true extension of what you have. And if you can't afford maybe to like go purchase a new bookcase, like let's think about how we can, again, I keep saying moldings, but add some moldings to your current bookcase so that it kind of matches and it flows with the rest of the house. And then obviously like paint, paint is going to be one of those Mm -hmm. inexpensive things where I think it's just about like thinking about the item that's coming in the home and how do we make it look like it's a true extension and not this generic kind of like boring Clark Kent desk that's just sitting in the middle of the space Mm -hmm. and just really putting like, Call a designer. That's what call call me and Chloe. <laughs> Just call us. We're Just here. We're us. ready. We're right here. We're right here. <laughs> we're here. <laughs> no, I, I agree. And I think feel like antiques are, you know, just not getting not getting something that is retail and that is called a desk in right. 2020 will go, that'll take you halfway. And then, 
know, somewhere like Cherish, for instance, mm-hmm. like there you go. search for mm-hmm. something vintage mm-hmm. and interesting. And then, yeah, that will, that will take you far. But do you think that the home office could become like an, ex- you know, traditionally in decorating, it was always like the powder room became a little bit of drama where you would use the, the crazy color or the bold wallpaper because it was small and you didn't spend a lot of time in there. Right. Do you think that the home office in a slightly different way could become kind of a place that you can do drama, like with a crazy light fixture or, you know, I know I've seen offices, people, Lindsay Edelman, light fixtures. It seems like it is a chance for creativity because nobody wants to think their work is boring, even though right. for oh. many of us, work can be boring. <laughs> God knows, you know, we all have our moments. Right. Not here think, though, not in this group. Not, not here doing the podcast, <laughs> of course. But do you think that that's something that psychologically is going to help people in terms of their work? Is, that, is this a place where design can be used as kind of a tool as to motivate people and inspire them? Ideally, that would be amazing. I've, I, and it's funny because I feel like people haven't really had time to digest this. So people are like, oh, I'm going to make it work for now. But I think in the next six months, people will be like, oh, I need to, like, the concept of future-proofing is something that mm-hmm. I feel like fancy architects use when they're trying to talk people into putting elevators in their house. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that investing in a nice home office setting that will elevate people's work is definitely right. like we probably will be back in you know shelter in place and well next- even even if you don't we again pray god we don't get quarantined necessarily for another long time but i do think the nature of work has changed because of this and that people do appreciate the flexibility of being able to work from home so if things get back to whatever the new normal is and you don't have to wear a mask all the time and you can commute I still think people would like to maybe work in the office three days and home two, you know, have more flexibility. So I think this idea that the home office is only going to be valid as long as there's a corona crisis is incorrect and kind of crazy. I I think a great home office is going to, you know, being of lasting value, like you were saying, Michael, almost as important as the kitchen in terms of place for family to meet together, as you, you were saying, Chloe, in terms of that kind of family room kind of come home office, I think it's still going to be a very important room in the home. So it's like, how do we make it great? And like, where the hell is that great home office chair? You know, <laughs> it's like, where is it? And I think what? along with that, like when, when we're talking about, you know, like how do we flush out this home office to make it a place where everyone wants to kind of congregate at the same time. I'm thinking about like, you know, me as a teenager, because I'm sure several have teenagers that are listening Mm -hmm. and teenagers, you know, when in in their downtime, they want to be as far away from their parents as they can. Well, you know, in that downtime of dad or mom are not in that office, you know, maybe this is like their little hangout lounge where, you know, we could do some type of under like under the window seating, some type of bench that's mm-hmm. built around, you know, a bookcase. Or maybe if you do have a space that's large enough, you know, you have some beautiful sofa um, or settee where family members can come and just kind of like chill and relax and possibly even put a television in that space. And I think for me, the biggest thing is just making this not feel so office or the reverse of it is making this office something that uh, is so communal in a sense that everybody wants to kind of come into mom or dad's cool office just to get away from my little brother who's in the living room. Like I want to go in there with my iPad. So I think, you know, just trying to think about it in in that regard is going to be key. Yeah. Like it needs a name, you know, like this new, 
And it, that's maybe a great like a, point. Like yes. a, like what you were just describing sounded like a lobby almost, you know, like with right. little groupings yeah. and sofas and, but the ability, it, like people are using it kind of like a lobby. Like, like right. people used to use a hotel lobby, like a glamorous hotel lobby. Yes. They have meetings yes. there. They have a drink yes. there. They yeah, would exactly. go on a date Some there. Coffee. A home yeah. lobby. A home, a home lobby. lobby. home lobby. I think that's... Okay. I hope we're filming this. We are trademarking it. <laughs> Mikkel, Michael, Chloe, we came up with that. We're stamping it now. Don't try to take it. It's certainly more glamorous than a home office, (laughs) you know, but a home lobby where you can do, because people, they take their laptops all the time, you know, didn't just go to Starbucks, they go to the Four Seasons lobby or whatever. And I think that that is something, I think that's a great attitude, a great way to think about your home office space. Yeah, like aesthetically upgraded from a Starbucks, but they Mm -hmm. do have, you know, your coffee place. Mikkel, mm-hmm. that you go to, I'm sure they have comfortable chairs and yes. they're not, you know, they're not ergonomic, but do you know what it is? I think it's that the key is making the coffee table higher. Like mm. that's kind of, and that's kind of the thing. And you can have yeah. a TV around right. Right. if that's your, I feel like if that helps you work, that would not personally help me work, but I'd be okay with that. Like, right. But I think you're on to something because like, when we think about these places, like we work, yeah. the Soho house, like these places and even like Google where you have these creative pods and people are kind of like taking a meeting on a beanbag chair. I think there is, you know, the exploration of everything doesn't have to be so structured when Mm -hmm. we're talking about children, because I think a lot of times like most offices have begun to, I've, I've, done several proposals for offices where they want this creative pod. Mm-hmm. And I think that might be another piece that people can begin to explore. Like, you know, how do we create these little pods? And I also feel like, you know, formal dining, or excuse me, formal living rooms, that room where we only like sit when our fancy company comes over to visit. I feel like rooms like that are going to be taken advantage of as well. Um, you know, there's often those two little cedars that, you know, are across from each other. I, I almost feel like that's like when you're sitting at Starbucks and there's no one across from you. I think taking advantage of those dead space areas is right. going to help with that, too. Because like the formal dining room, the formal living room, we never go in those right. spaces. Like, right. take advantage of it. Right. Right. And uh, there was already, even pre-COVID, like, this idea of you know, making the dining room into like a library. You know, mm-hmm. put bookshelves in there so you would use it more. And I think that these underutilized spaces in a home because you know homes have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger in general so there's lots of unutilized space underutilized spaces in them and i think people have to think about those spaces more creatively and what do they want because used to be when you would go to the office and come home you'd be happy to be in one or two rooms in the kitchen or the living room or the kitchen and the bedroom but now if you're at home you know all day long one room isn't going to suffice you want right. to be able to try different things and do your mood. So maybe we not only need like a home lobby, we're going to need a home cocktail bar. And a home, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know but, what else I'd be intrigued to see as we have this conversation. I was just kind of thinking, I'm wondering if we will begin to see more extensions in the garage and people right. taking advantage of making their garage spaces a little bit nicer and building that out, you know, for right. the distance learning outside right. during, you know, when weather right. permits. Right. Um, I think we might begin to see a shift in that as well. Right. Because we're already seeing a shift of people appreciate outside more. So yes. now the garage can become like a transitional space between outside and inside. Exactly. Used for that. 
So, Chloe, what do you see in terms of underutilized spaces that people could be more creative with in the home? Hmm. Um, I mean, I think I mean, the idea of the linen closet becoming, you know, an unused linen closet becoming a, a desk with a chair is a great thing. And we've seen that a little bit if you have that kind of space. But, you know, I think there's probably other spaces that are not being used the way they could be. I know that one is a very smart one. I'm nothing is popping to mind. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm like, Oh, everything. It's that, a yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm not willing to that give is, anything up right now. It, but. It <laughs> That's fine. You know what I would say? I think it's time for mom and dad to pull the little cord that's in the hallway and get upstairs in that attic and get to finishing that attic so that the kids mm. with agile legs can go upstairs <laughs> and, you know, they can have their homeschooling that's, upstairs. That's like, right. I think that's another little area. <laughs> where, right. But then they got to clean it out first. That's the big problem. Hey, you know? we have no, they have a, a good month and a half right now before school starts. <laughs> they can get to work starting tomorrow. Can, that's a good, I could have, I'm sure the kids would become their own like private dormitory. Yeah, it'd be great. You know, people (laughs) would love that. That's great. Now, is there anything else that you guys think we didn't talk about that you want to add in in terms of, because I do think the house is evolving. and The house is evolving. I think that's the most interesting thing is the house is evolving. And people, I think people will be willing to spend money and care and time on this new space that has just become so clear that we all need, that all members of the house are going to need. Right, right. And we can't predict what the next need is going to be beyond what we already know. And there may well be something, but I do think what's exciting about design is that you guys are so incredibly clever about adapting spaces to what people need and yet also making it look so fantastic that it's really integral to the home and integral to the vision of the design of the home. And, you know, I I have a lot of faith in you guys creating not only the best home office slash lobbies, but also (laughs) whatever we we need coming down the pike. So I want to thank you. I want to thank you for listening to the Cherish podcast. And I want to thank our guests, Chloe Warner and Mikhail Welsh. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. you so much for having us. This was super fun. Thanks for listening to the Cherish Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell a friend or colleague. Or even better, go to the iTunes store and post a review. We appreciate your help in spreading the word. And we would love your ideas for future episodes. Please email us at podcast at cherish.com. The Cherish Podcast is produced by Britta Muller and edited by Max Solomon of Hanger Studios in New York. Until next time.